Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Brent. Welcome back to Listen, Watch, Discuss, the podcast where I review old and new shows, movies, music, and take a look at what's new in the entertainment industry. Uh, On tonight's episode, I'm going to be talking about uh, music. Finally going to talk about music. And um, I'm going to be discussing my favorite band, AJR, and the album that got me into their music. Uh, the album is called The Click, and it was released in 2017. But before I talk about the album, I'd like to talk a little bit about the band's history. So, they are a group of three brothers, uh, named Adam, Jack, and Ryan, which, uh, I thought was kind of cool when I first found that out. I'm like, what's the, what's their name mean? And then when I found out that it was just an acronym of the, of each of the brothers' first names, first initials i was like oh that's cool you know uh it's kind of because you know i've I've never really seen that in a band before i thought that was kind of cool and they 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 were formed they were born in new york city and they formed the group in 2005 and they released some songs here and there you know people knew who they were kind of but they were still kind of more underground than you know than they than they would um eventually become, you know, like, cause now several, a lot, tons of people know who they are. And <laughs> if you take a look at some of their, uh, music videos on YouTube or even some of the lyric videos, um, or just the plain audio videos, uh, of some of their songs, you'll see that they have millions and millions of views. Um, uh, but they, they didn't really quite take off, uh, into, uh, the mainstream until, the release of their first album, Living Room, which came out in 2015. Uh, and that that was the their hit single from that one that everyone loved. It's got like, I think, 32 million views on YouTube. Or the music video for it does. Uh, it came out, you know, before Living Room, and everyone loved the song. Uh, for those of you who don't know, though, it uh, it's a love song, and it's pretty catchy. It's The way I'd describe it is it's basically... If you took the Beach Boys and and combi- uh, combined their sound with a modern pop song about love, and if you like snuck in a little audio sample from SpongeBob throughout the song, that that's what you'd get. That <laughs> and, and I know that sounds strange, but that it works. They make it work. I mean, at least I think they do. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of critics seem to not like them. Uh, you know, but the, but they have a lot of fans. That it's kind of weird. Like the critics are very divided, or it's like it's like very split down the middle. It's like people either love them or they hate them. And the critics, almost all of them hate them, but all but they have tons of fans who absolutely love them. Although there have been a few, I have seen a few critics on YouTube who do actually like them, which you know I'm glad because you know I love them, <laughs> but uh. But yeah, the the song I'm ready. It's uh, it's pretty good, uh, and that's where they got the that's the audio sample from SpongeBob. By the way, they just took the him saying "I'm ready, I'm ready" from you know God knows which episode, <laughs> and because uh, he says it in so many episodes, and they just took that audio sample of him saying that and put it in the song, and uh, it was it was catchy, uh, and if, in fact, a lot of songs from their first album were pretty catchy, um, but they, it, and, you know, that, and they have this weird sound to them, and they have the, the, they're really, the best way I can describe them is they're quirky, they're a weird, quirky, fun band, and they give, they give off that vibe, uh, pretty well in their music videos, and actually, and also in their concerts, too, because, uh, I actually went to one of their concerts last year, uh, the Neo Theater World Tour um, in in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, it was it was a it was a blast. They they're really vi- they're really full of energy and just passion when they put on shows. Like it's the same amount of you know passion and energy that they put into both their music and their music videos. And you know I just had the fortunate I was just fortunate enough to go see them when I could, it it was just, it was really, it was a cool experience, uh, visually, 
you know, musically, it was just wonderful. And also, the opening band, Flora Cash, that opened for them, it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, so their sound, they're, it's, they're kind of weird, but it's a good weird. And, um, but Living Room, it didn't have as many, like, weird beats or weird, you know, audio uh, effects or, you know, sound bites from, like, other songs or shows. Uh, but no, that that uh, really shined in The Click, which uh, a lot of fans seem to prefer this and their third album, Neo Theater. Uh, they, they seem to like those two more than living room. Uh, and mostly it's because they either think, oh, well, they just sound like generic pop and, you know, it, and, and they're all love songs and their sound, it doesn't sound as like weird and quirky as their other songs do. And I just can't relate to them as much, uh, which is what a lot of people, uh, you know, said. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I, th- there are people that like living room. I, I like it too. But I do think that they keep getting better with each album. And so The Click, it was their second album, and it blew up even more than Living Room. And every, and a lot of people started getting into them when they dropped this album. Uh, the, the Click uh, was released uh, June 9th, 2017. And it has 13 tracks. And I'm going to be talking about each song, going into a little bit of detail in each song about what what it's about, and some of my, personally, some of my favorite lyrics within the songs. Uh, What else? Oh yeah, and also I'd like to point out that if you haven't seen the album cover, it's uh, it's a really gorgeous album cover. It's like a painting of, uh, it's like the three brothers walking on a piano bridge and there's like, and they're looking around, like they're in space almost, or they're in like on a, like a different planet. And there's pink and purple and green clouds, and it's like floating. They're like on a floating piano bridge, just walking. And there's like trumpets underneath them and drums, and they're just looking around where they're at. They're like, where are we? Where? <laughs> what is going on? And I and I think that reflects the uh, the journey this album takes you on, like musically like like you know um just just how strange and to me wonderful that the songs are on this album as a whole and i just think it's a really cool way it's a really cool visual way to let you know right off the bat that this is going to be something different than this is going to be different than anything you've heard before Almost, de- almost definitely, you know. <laughs> uh, so the first song we have on here is Overture, which uh, if you don't know what an overture is, it's basically like a compilation of a bunch of different songs in one song. So it's kind of like a remix, but it's like building up to, um, to, you know, something bigger. Um, and it's a pretty good song. It's... B- I, I like it because it, in a way, it's probably one of their most AJR-ish songs. Like, it's the song that sounds the most like one of theirs because it's a remix of all of their songs, or at least all of their songs on this album. Um, and there's, like, a few lines... There's, like, lines from each... There's either a line or, like, a weird sound or beat from each song in the album on this song. And it's uh, it's pretty cool. It, and, and they followed the same blueprint um, for this song that they did in their 2015 album, uh, Living Room. Uh, they had an overture in that one as well. So I like how they that kind of carried over from the first album to this album. Uh, basically, there's not really much I can say about this one, except that it kind of it catches you off guard right off the bat because it just sounds so unique to anything else you've heard, um, and it just, I don't know, it's just, I don't really know how to explain it, it's just kind of, it's just so surreal, in a way, 
but um and it's it yeah one like i said it catches you off the bat or catches you off guard right off the bat and it's basically it's just an upbeat energetic song to start off the album it keeps you on your toes throughout and it it gives you a sneak peek of what's to come which i like because like every because when you're going through the rest of the tracks the rest of the songs on the album you can you kind of pick up you're like oh hey that song that part was in overture you know i okay this part was in here it's kind of like you're putting together a puzzle almost you know but like a puzzle made out of songs if if that makes sense so it's um so that's it was just a really great way to start off the album uh even if the lyrics at first don't make sense because some of them don't because you're like wait what like um like there's this one line um yeah, haters, where are my haters? I'll just keep doing me. Haters, where are my haters? Think I'm still turning out. Haters, where are my haters? Won't you help me feel something again? That That's ver- the second verse. And upon hearing that, it's like, wait, what What does any of that mean? <laughs> and, and it's not really supposed to connect. I mean, you know, other than like sounding pleasant, you know, that that's the only way it's supposed to connect. But like the lyrics don't connect because they're from several different songs. But, you know, once you hear them throughout the... Once you get to that song that it's referencing, you're like, oh, hey, that's cool. You know, I just got... We just got... You know, we heard that in the first one, and now we're here. You know, so it just, it's just... It's really cool. Uh, but, yeah, so that that's... I Love Overture. It's a good way to start off the album. Uh, the next song is The Good Part. Um, it's... Uh, and it, it includes something that HR is kind of known for they have these kind of high-pitched vocals where they go ah you know but it's like ah you know like <laughs> but uh, i'm sorry for my like terrible singing right now i <laughs> if that i know that probably didn't sound the best but that's basically it's like a high-pitched ah you know like that and uh there's a gorgeous piano that accompanies this song and um i really like what this song uh talks about because it's and and everyone feels this way. Uh, it's basically the person in the song is like wanting to fast forward through time and just get to the point where everything they've worked for becomes worth it. They just you know they want to skip to the good part. And um, and I think everyone feels that way at some point or another. And that's why I think this song and really the whole album is relatable on some level to someone. You know, because it talks about it, it goes over topics that everyone thinks or, you know, does at some point in their lives. And, and that's another thing. That's another reason why people prefer this album and their third album to their first album because it, the, the relatability, they're, they're way more relatable in these two albums, The Click and Neo Theater, than they were in Living Room, because, you know, like I said, Living Room was pretty much just entirely love songs. And again, I personally liked it. I didn't find anything wrong with it, but, you know, a lot of people liked this one because it sounded more unique, you know, weirdly unique, and they weren't all love songs. Uh, so, you know, but, but, you know, it's just that, just everyone's opinion, you know. <laughs> um, what's the next song? Uh, so yeah, so the good part was a second was a good second song to continue the album with, um, and weak is the third track. Uh, it has it has a pretty catchy distorted beat and a very memorable chorus. This was actually one of their first songs that got uh, that went viral that got really big. Uh, in fact, it's their most viewed. Uh, the vid- music video for weak is their most viewed video on their uh, page or on their YouTube account it with 62 million views and the lyric video for the song has 38 million views, which is crazy. And, and also on Spotify, if you go on there and look at their top 10 most listened to songs or their, you know, most uh, streamed songs, it's, it has like 493 million over 493 million streams. It's insane. Uh, but it's, it's a pretty good song. It basically, it revolves around trying to resist your urges, failing spectacularly at it, 
and knowing that no matter what, it's important to stay strong. Um, and it's kind of funny too, because there's like a somewhat sarcastic tone that the song has, uh, where, uh, basically it's saying like, I'm weak and what's wrong with that. There's a line there that goes, but I'm weak and what's wrong with that. Boy, oh boy, I love it when I fall for that. And we all kind of feel that way whenever we try to resist our urges and just give in anyway. Everyone has that, um, everyone has that kind of mentality when, when they give in to temptation. I mean, you know, whether it's good or bad, uh, they're like, oh, you know, okay, I'm weak. I'll just, it's fine. I mean, I was going to give in to this anyway. It's not like I have any, you know, willpower. It's, you know, I'm not strong enough to overcome this by myself. And, and they go, and they go further into that, uh, in the song when they say, like, like an example is there's a line in the song that said, that goes one sip bad for me, one kiss bad for me, one hit bad for me, but I give in so easily. And, uh, basically going into like, you know, several different types of, uh, temptations that you could, you know, several different things that could tempt you into wanting more of them. Like whether it's a kiss or a drink or, you know, even worse, you know, drugs. And, you know, if the more and more you use it or, or, you know, whether it's, you know, like I said, drugs, alcohol, or, you know, a girl or a guy, if you're a girl, you know, uh, it's, you know, you'll just, it's the more you use it, the more difficult it is to break away from it. But like I said, we, we, as human beings, we all have that kind of mindset where we're like, oh, well, you know, it's fine. I, I mean, you know, I'm going to give in to this anyway, because I'm weak, but what's wrong with it? You know, I mean, <laughs> I love it when I fall for that. Um, so it was, the, I love this song too. Uh, like I said, it, um, is very relatable because we've all, you know, dealt with temptation and being weak before and not to mention, uh, it's probably one of their best songs, not just because what it talks about, but because it's so catchy and has such like a bumping bass and the beat is so distorted and weird. And, um, and also the music video is really cool too, because it's, uh, it's like all three of them on a train and the Jack, the lead singer, the, the J in the name <laughs> is, uh, trying to escape the train, but no matter what he does, the train pulls him back in. It's like, like, you know, it's like stopping and starting and it's like, he can't get out kind of like symbolizing like, you know, uh, his temptation where he wants to get out of, you know, what's tempting him. He wants to stop doing it, but he can't because it's pulling him back in. And, uh, I thought that was a cool visual metaphor, uh, for what the song was discussing. Uh, so next up is Sober Up, which, uh, feature, which actually is their only song on here that has a feature. Uh, it features Weezer, uh, but nope, sorry. <laughs> it feature it features Rivers Cuomo from the band Weezer, who I haven't heard much of their work, but, uh, what I have heard of it, what I have heard from them, it sounds pretty good. Uh, so basically this song is talking about, um, you know, how when you grow up, you kind of lose your childhood innocence and imagination and creativity, and you just kind of become numb. You know, you're like, you kind of you kind of become like everyone else. You kind of just go with the flow. You never really think for yourself, or you never really do anything fun or unique or creative. And so the the whole uh, sobering up is a metaphor, in a way, for. Um, regaining your innocence and happiness and imagination back, uh, that you once had when you were a kid. Um, and all, and being drunk in this case is, uh, losing, (laughs) you know, that imagination and creativity. And, um, and there's a, what I like about the song too, not only is, you know, what it's talking about, but, um, 
Rivers Cuomo uh, sings uh, a little uh, verse in here, uh, and he's he's really good in it. And it's funny, I actually thought it was Jack uh, singing before I found out that uh, Rivers was on it, because uh, they kind of sound similar. And, you know, with, with auto-tune and everything, I thought maybe Jack just, like, maybe pitched up his vocals or something to sound, like, a little different, you know. But no, I was like, oh, it's him. Okay, that's cool. Because I was wondering when he showed up, like, after I found out Rivers was in it. And I listened to it again. I'm like, where's this guest that they <laughs> they supposedly had on this song? Um, and then when I found out it was him, I'm like, oh, that, okay. Well, he sounds good, you know. Um, but yeah, so the guest spot was, was you know, they, they did, a, uh, Rivers did a good job with his, with his little part. There's a nice melodious violin that accompanies Jack as he sings. Um, and I love, there's this part, uh, during the chorus where it sounds like, like the beats swelling up and the vi and the violins are kind of, you know, they're swelling up too. And it's like, uh, I just want to feel something again. And the beat goes, duh, 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 duh. And it sounds like it's going to drop, but then it, j the music just stops and Jack goes, how's it go again? Like that. And then, it, and then the violins, and then the music cuts back on with like the violins, uh, just da 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 like that. And I mean, I know that didn't sound like a violin, but <laughs> it's it's like the same. That like that's how it sounds, uh, or that's how it goes. And um, it just it's so cool. And it, it the song eventually does end like towards the end. That chorus eventually does have a drop. Like that beat does have a drop, and it sounds awesome. And it was so so sober ups a really good song and um i think so far it's my second favorite of the four uh coming up we have drama um this song is basically talking about how drama you know people tend to make a mountain out of a molehill and create drama out of like the most minute things possible and, and it basically just it goes into you know, discussing how, you know, even though it's trivial and it's probably, it's probably not in our best interest, but we love it anyway, because it's so engaging and interesting to watch play out. That's why, like, that's why we have all these reality shows is because people love watching drama unfold because it's so entertaining, even though it can be dangerous to the people involved, you know, like whether it's like physical abuse, whether it's physical abuse or, you know, just maybe destroying someone's career it's like, you know, you never really think about it in the moment. You're just in enthralled with what's happening. So you're just like, oh, okay, you know, I, I, and you kind of want to jump on the bandwagon. You're like, oh, this is cool. I'm into this. You know, what's going on? Um, and this song, uh, I love the line. There's this line in here where it's kind of, it's kind of funny how this song plays out. Um, and, and and there's some truth in it because this is kind of how drama unfolds. There's this line. It's the pre-chorus, actually. It says, recently he said that she said that we said some shit that you wouldn't believe. Recently he said that she said that we said that he said some shit about me. And then it cuts to the chorus. But uh, I love that line because that is kind of how drama works. Where, you know, especially like high school drama where it's just like people back and forth arguing and like people talking behind others backs and gossiping. And it's like, you know, it's it kind of, and it kind of comes full circle at some point. Um, and it's like, Oh yeah. Did you hear what that, what so-and-so said about you? And it's like, Oh man, that was, that was uncool, you know? And, um, and I, and I love that. I love that line. And, uh, I love that line. And it, and it goes back to people be people loving drama like people thinking it's it's exciting uh it's maybe we're addicted to it all the drama is dangerous but it's so exciting to us so it's like even though the drama can lead to bad things happening for people people still eat it up people still watch it you know and even whether it's whether there's negativity which most of the time there is whether there's bad consequences to it or not people don't care they just like to watch how all the madness unfolds um so and also this song has a good example of one of uh AJR's like musical creations uh Spokestep 
which um which I didn't know that they had created it <laughs> but it's it's kind of a unique thing. It's basically like dubstep but instead of, you know, like a beat um you know cut up, it's like it's like vocals are cut up and scattered throughout the song in like randomly unique ways over a beat. And and then they like maybe add some other random sound effects. Uh like in um like in this one, like there's there's like a trump there's like a like a series of trumpets that like that play over the chorus, like the beat over the over the chorus. And there's like drums and then there's the high pitched you know, like the <laughs> the high pitched uh their signature vocals or their signature like like a staple, you know, there's the staple of their songs. Um for uh so you know it's I love that song too because it's um you know it's again it's relatable it's another relatable song uh okay turning out is the track 6 on this and it's an emotionally charged power ballad it sounds so far it's the one that sounds the most different from any of the songs before and it has a gorgeous piano to it. It swells and softens throughout. And uh, it's basically an emotionally charged power ballad about a boy falling in love with a girl. But he's realizing it's not turning out quite how he imagined it would. And he's pleading with her to not grow up or uh, move on, in this case, before he does and she ends the relationship. Uh, it's a really kind of, yeah, like I said, uh, somber sad song um about a guy not wanting to lose like the first real relationship he's ever had and um and the music video for it is really nice too it's uh they're only like fully animated <laughs> music video where it's this uh boy and it's this couple this guy and girl they're astronauts in space and they're just hanging out in space having a good time and uh and it's really well animated for a music video, you know, <laughs> and, uh, but I love the song because, um, you know, we've all kind of, whether it's, you know, a platonic relationship or a romantic relationship, we've all, but especially with romantic relationships, we've all, uh, or everyone has kind of, um, been in a relationship, whether it's just friends or lovers, where you're basically, you're kind of, being stagnant and you're kind of not, you kind of don't, you kind of don't want things to change. You know, you're kind of just stuck where you are and the other person is moving on ahead of you, whether, you know, it's, uh, career wise or, uh, I'm trying to think of another example. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. But let's just go with career. Yeah. Whether, yeah. Like they're, maybe they're moving on with their careers, uh, or, or maybe they're moving, you know, and, uh, or just, yeah, we'll just go with careers. Yeah, um, and you know, and you kind of don't want to uh, move on, you know, because you're because you're not ready. You kind of want things to stay where they are, uh, but that isn't the way life works. You know, it's not always that way, um, which sucks. But you know, it kind of reflects. It's you know addressed in the song uh, how that doesn't really work out how you would think it would uh let's see coming up we have track seven is no grass today uh spokestep is is back in this one uh it's no grass today is an upbeat uh soulful song about marijuana use and uh <laughs> jack basically sings in the song how even though he doesn't like it that shouldn't stop anyone who does like it from enjoying it and the show that they're uh performing responsibly um and uh yeah i said it was a soulful song uh because there is a well yeah like the piano's back and there's this like um and uh where i said uh spoke step came back into play there's this little audio sample of like uh this this black woman uh singing like like it's it's kind of like a soul song or R and B or jazz song, and uh, she's like going oh uh, uh, I I can't do it but it's like oh ah, 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 
I, you know, and, uh, <laughs> again, sorry, that sounded terrible, but it's, uh, um, but she's, she's singing her heart out and they, they placed, they cut up the audio and placed it in random spots and like shortened the length of it and put it over this weird beat. It goes like, like that. And there's like, uh, and and then there's a piano. I mean, not like during that part, there's a piano, like when Jack's singing and towards the beginning, but it's, uh, it, it, it goes, it just goes to show like how strange their sound can be. Um, when it's, you know, when it comes to like any of their songs, um, even some of their simpler ones, but you know, it's, uh, I like this song too. Uh, I, this one might be like my second or third favorite of the ones we've heard. Um, and I just, I kind of like that mentality. It's, it's basically you do you, you know, it's like, I, I may not enjoy what, and it doesn't have to, you know, apply to weed. It could just be, it could be about anything. It could be like, you know, I may not like this show you're watching, or I may not, I may not like this restaurant that we're eating at, or the, the, you know, or I may not like this vacation spot we went to, but I mean, if you like it, or, or I may not like this activity that we're doing, this recreational activity, but if you like it, I'm not going to stop you from liking it because we all have our opinions. We all have our likes and interests, you know? Um, you know, I'm not going to be a jerk and say you can't do this or, you know, just cause I don't like it. Uh, cause that wouldn't be fair. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's a really catchy song and it, and it also ends with a violin at the end, which sounds pretty. Um, the next song we have is track eight, three thirty, and this one is talking about how, and it's ironic because it's a three and a half minute song, but it's uh, it's basically uh, discussing the briefness of life, and uh, the short attention spans that people, especially millennials, uh, seem to have uh, because of you know our exposure to the internet and, um and just, you know, so many different outlets and sources of entertainment. Uh, What I like about this song also is kind of how self-aware, self-referential it is, because, like I said, the song title is 330, and that's the length of the song, but it also goes a little deeper than that. Not only is the length of the song the name of the song, but most radio songs, if you don't know, like most pop singles, like most hit songs on the radio now tend to be like at least three and a half minutes because that's like the ideal time for someone to like pay attention and listen to it. You know, like, cause if it's any longer, everyone's just going to tune out. That's, that's how it was with Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, uh, the, their manager who signed on, uh, to, to, uh, to Queen, you know, took one look at Bohemian, or, uh, took one listen to Bohemian Rhapsody, and he's like, no one's gonna want to listen to this, it's, like, it's six minutes long, what are you guys doing, but they didn't care, you know, they played it, and it's, like, one of the most famous songs of all time, so it's basically poking fun at the music industry, and how they have to have an allotted time, there has to be an allotted time for a song to play, you know, and it's like, okay, and then on to the next song, um, but it's also kind of touching on, you know, like I said, how short life can be and, you know, a human's, a humanity's need to get everything done in a short amount of time because we don't have long until we're gone. And that's a line in the, uh, that's a line in the song where it's like, uh, let's see. There's a line that goes, uh, listen, this is the chorus, listen to my aching heart quick before you stop uh, quick before you skip the song we are human after all and we don't stay for long and um and another another line that got to me too that or that I, that you know had some truth to it was someone told me to be selfless but we are helpless without attention wealthy people learn the lesson and never donate without the press there um and that's true in a lot of ways too it's like we're humans have it we have a tendency to be selfish and look out for our, for number 1 look out for our own best interests in, interests because you know 
we're us, you know, humans can be selfish. I mean, we can also be selfless too, but you know, that's just human nature to be selfish, you know, in a way. <laughs> um, and oh, and also the, I love the violins at the end of the song. It's really gorgeous. And, uh, it just, I got goosebumps the first time I heard it. It was awesome. Um, it just, it, it, it ends on a beautiful note and it, and it starts on a very weird note. There's this weird, like the first 20 seconds, uh, is, is so weird before, before, uh, Jack starts singing the first verse. It's just such a strange <laughs> opening. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, another favorite of mine. Um, and it's, uh, really catchy. Uh, okay, track number nine, we're getting there, <laughs> we're almost done, uh, is Call My Dad. This is another emotional power ballad, um, and it's, uh, and this is, it's a little different than how it usually is, because Jack is usually the, he's the lead singer of the band. Sometimes Adam sings, but it's very rare, he mostly sung on Living Room. Uh, sometimes he does back, back, uh, background vocals in some of the songs. But Ryan usually doesn't, you know, he, he took the lead in this song, and that's usually Jack's the lead. But in this song, Ryan is the one, he sings the entirety of it. Uh, there's a little bit of auto-tune added um, to kind of pitch his voice up just a little bit, you know, kind of add some melody, you know, make it a little more melodious. And there's no instruments, uh, which I thought was interesting because I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of different from, you know, the <laughs> the rest of the album. Um and some people said that that made it unappealing, like that made it like weird and it felt out of place. But I, I think it it's in a good way out of place. Like I mean, you know, it was a nice kind of relaxing, calm song after you know the you know the upbeat, quirky nature of three thirty and no grass today. Um, you know, kind of like how Turning Out was kind of a soft, nice, slower song compared to Drama and Sober Up, you know. It was it was a nice break from, you know, the usual kind of chaos that was happening. <laughs> a good chaos, but, you know, still somewhat chaos. Um, but yeah, basically, Ryan is singing uh, this song about how he ha- he's describing the events of a wild and crazy night filled with drinks and girls and he's but he's expressing how even after everything that's happened he just he kind of feels homesick you know and he just wants to call his dad and talk to him because you know he he just and and this and this was around the time when they were in college so you know he was probably out at a college bar with college girls and it's and this is just them going back home and it's kind of evidence uh, or it's kind of evident in the music video where Ryan is sitting in the middle of a taxi cab and Adam and Jack are just sitting next to him like asleep maybe drunk and uh and he's like speaking into the phone like he or he's singing into the phone how he wants to call his dad um but yeah and it's a it's a really nice somber song and like i said a a kind of well-earned well-deserved break from um from everything else that have that you know was going on in the album all the other songs uh okay track 10 i'm not famous uh this is kind of an ironic song it's basically just talking about how um no one knows who they are and they're not famous and they kind of want it to stay that way they like that um and it's basically and it's talking about how you know i don't like there's a line in here it's like I'm never on TV throwing up on an L.A. street. Nobody judges me because I'm not famous. No. Uh, that's the first verse. And uh, throughout the song, it's just kind of talking about how, oh, it's good that I'm not famous because, you know, there's po- there'd be paparazzi following me and, you know, I'd blow all of this money on fancy clothes and, you know, I... <laughs> and, um... But it's good that I don't have any of those because, you know, there's so much pressure into being famous. There's so much pressure uh, when you're famous, you know, to keep up your appearance and 
you know, constantly put out new material and just be on top of everything that when you're not famous, it's like, oh, you know, I, that's, I'm fine with that. It's like, I don't have any haters because no one knows me because I'm not famous. And that's a line, well, a, a paraphrased line from, from the chorus. Um, and yeah, I guess that's pretty much it for that one. Uh, the music video for that one is catchy too. Or I mean, not catchy, but it's, it's a good, you know, visual, um, little music video. And, uh, it's just Adam or it's, it's, uh, them singing and ja- while they're singing, Jack's like walking through the street, uh, wearing like, it's like a, it's like a onesie, but if like made out of long johns, I don't know. It's like a weird, I'm not trying to explain it, but, uh, he's like wearing pajamas and they're like just white and he's just like walking down the street he's like ah, I don't care no one knows who I am you know so <laughs> I don't I don't hate it because you know I don't have to deal with the pressure of being famous and I don't have to deal with all the people who might hate me you know or hate what I do uh but it's ironic that that came out and and they are and that album and and their future album and their next album neo theater just has made them even more famous than they already were so there's a i love the irony of that song uh and now let's see what's the next one uh coming up is number what's the next one number 11 netflix trip uh this is a nice kind of sad somewhat song about their favorite show, The Office, uh, and how, and 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 also how people tend to, uh, like tie their emotions and feelings into their favorite shows that they watch or favorite movies, but in this case, favorite shows, and um, I liked it. And as someone who's a big fan of The Office, it's like my third favorite show. I really. Uh, kind of, I kind of connected with the song, and it kind of caught me off guard, too, the first time I watched it, because I didn't know it was going to be about The Office specifically, um, and, but it was cool, because, you know, people do, uh, connect with shows on a personal level, and they, and, you know, they, they just love the characters, and what they go through, and how it kind of reflects what they're going through, because it could sometimes, um, and that's why a lot of people loved The Office was because it was just a bunch of people working in a building together, a bunch of weird, different people from all different walks of life <laughs> working in this at this paper company, you know. And it doesn't sound like much, but, like, the characters are what made it work, and they were so relatable, and they went through... And, you know, again, some of it was exaggerated, like, some of what they went through and did was exaggerated for, you know, comedic effect. But people connected with them because they they were relatable. They, they felt that they saw themselves in the characters, you know, people saw themselves in Michael and Dwight and Jim and Pam and Kevin, you know, and, and, uh, and that, and that's why it's still one of Netflix's most watched shows in their top 10 list, like daily, you know, you go there, it's usually, I think number eight or seven, uh, in their most watched shows. But yeah, and, you know, people still love and talk about it to this day and watch it constantly. Uh, so I love how, um, how connected they are to the show. And, and I, and I get that feeling cause I love TV and I sometimes see myself in characters that I watch, especially in the office. Um, and I love the line too. Um, but who I am is in these episodes. So don't you tell me that it's just a show. Basically, yeah, really kind of just hammering in the point. It's like, I mean, not, you know, like bludgeoning you to death with the point, but like, you know, really, you know, expressing uh, the point of, you know, wow, people do, you know, care deeply about these shows. And sometimes what the characters go through in the shows are what people are going through in real life, you know. And um, it's it's got a good beat. It's got a good, you know, flow to it, uh, and it's just a, it's a really catchy song. And also this song was, uh, and this is another reason a lot of people hate AJR, a lot of people thought that they copied uh, John Bellion's song Human because it had a similar beat, 
Um, and you know, but, but the diff, you know, and it kind of reminds me of that, um, whole queen and vanilla ice debacle, uh, where, uh, <laughs> I think it was, I believe it was vanilla ice was being sued because his beat sounded almost like exactly like queens, but where, but the difference between that and this is one, though, John Bellion's saw human and AJR's Netflix trip were only like a few years apart and they were writing and AJR was writing Netflix trip while, uh, you know, and they were recording it while, you know, human had just come out. So, and they, and they didn't really, they had never really heard of John Bellion, but there was no excuse for vanilla ice to like, you know, he had had to have heard under pressure at some point. Like, I mean, that song had been out for like, well, maybe 20 years before Ice Ice Baby came out, you know? So, like, there's no there's no way he couldn't have heard that song. And maybe he was just paying homage to Under Pressure, you know, by using the almost exact same beat. But who knows? <laughs> okay, the next song, because we're getting a little... Uh, time's getting a little... We're getting long on the time, or we're running out of time. Uh, next up is Bud Like You, uh, track 12. This is basically talking about how it's just two friends being at a party and just, you know, crapping on everything about the party, hating everything about it. And, um, and it's just, it's kind of like saying, even though everyone else is, you know, lame and I don't really understand them, I have you. You're my best friend, you know you get me, you understand me, and, um, and I just, I love spending time with you, I let, you're a great friend, and, um, and this one's got, like, a cool violin to, this one's got a nice violin to it, the beat's cool, um, the chorus is really cool, it kind of, it almost sounds like a campfire song, uh, where it goes, way up, way up, way up to the sky, when everybody here is sneaking in and getting high, and it's uh it's just it sound it sounds like 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 with the guitar at the beginning it sounds like um and it almost sounds like a choir or maybe all three of them singing but it sounds like uh, a bunch of people singing the song and it just sounds like something you'd hear uh, someone sing at a campfire <laughs> um so yeah this was a good song i don't really have much else to say about it it's just it was a catchy one uh, and finally, the last song on the album is, uh, Come Hang Out. And this one is a good, and this is a good closer for the album. Um, it's basically talking about how, um, you kind of tend to, you tr- you try to maintain friendships, uh, that you have with your buddies, but sometimes either their career, or more specifically in this song, your career is taking off and you can't really spend as much time with them because, you know, you have to go to work and you have to do your job. You have a, you know, you, you have a big press conference, you have a conference meeting, you have to go to, or you, you have to move maybe, you know, and you don't get to see them as often. Uh, and it's like, and, and it, and it, it's kind of addressed in the line, um, let's see, where is it? It's addressed in the line where the friends are saying, like, come hang out because you're missing a lot. You haven't gone that far. You can find a real job, you know, kind of trying to talk their friend out of his job. It's like, hey, you could just stay here with us. We don't want you to leave. Uh, and then the last line is, is basically the guy saying, or the, the protagonist is like, but I'll be there next time. I'll be there next time. And he keeps saying that throughout the song where he's, and he goes like, yeah, okay, I'll be there next time, I get it, I, I promise, um, but he never does, because his job is getting in the way of him spending time with his friends, um, and that, and that, uh, happens with a lot of friend groups, you know, like, people's careers take off, and they, they kind of, you know, it's very rare that you have the same group of friends that you did, like, from high school that you do in your 40s, you know, because people grow up, they leave, the state, you know, they leave, they leave the city that you're in, they move on, they get married, have kids, they, they might die, I mean, I know it's a little morbid, but you know, it, you know, there's so many different possibilities that a person's life can, you know, that, that a person can go through in life, that it's not 
it's very rare that the same group of friends will be friends forever, you know, and, and I, and, and again, going back to the relatability of it, this song's very relatable because everyone's had friends come and go before, and they've had jobs where they've had to come and go from their group of friends, you know, um, and so, and, and I think it's a great way to end the album because that's just, one, it's a good song, and uh, two, it just, the the way it ends just sounds real nice. It kind of like, just, I don't know, it's just, it just sounds so nice. Um, it just ends with him saying, uh, I'll be, but, but I'll be there next time, I'll be there next time. And, you know, we can assume that he never does because he kept repeating it throughout the song. He never showed up because he was too busy and he probably never will. Uh, so yeah, again, this, uh, review may have gotten a little long, but it's fine. (laughs) This, the, uh, the previous one was a little long too. Uh, so let's see. So this was, um, uh, let me see which ones. I think if I had to pick a some favorites, uh, it would be Overture, uh, Weak, Sober Up, uh, Drama, and No Grass Today. Those are my favorites. My least favorite would probably be Call My Dad or hmm, Turning Out. Um, I was trying to pick about five. I was trying to pick more favorites than least favorites because, but then again, the the least favorites aren't bad. They're just, you know, just not as good as the others. But all but all the songs, that being said, all the songs are still good. And like I said, this is my one of my favorite albums from my favorite band, AJR. And I'm glad that I found them when I did. And uh, they've just really, you know, kind of... I guess not really helped me, but they've just kind of, they've been, they've been good company. You know, it's been nice to hear their music and, you know, get goosebumps like (laughs) at some of their music and even kind of tear up at some of their songs, some of their sad songs. But, uh, they just always, they always put me in a good mood. You know, I love their sound. They're quirky and they're unique. And I hope they make music for many years to come. Um, and I can't wait to see what they do next. So thanks everyone for listening to my third episode, the third episode of Listen, Watch, Discuss. Uh, and I will see you tomorrow for the next review of wh- whatever that may be. Good night. See you tomorrow. <laughs>